Angela and I have big plans for 2020. A new stamp in our passports, maybe a bathroom renovation. We definitely didn't expect to be worried about our income. When life takes you out of one comfort zone, your Regents Banker has helpful tools and advice to help you find a new one. It's a relief to have a plan for whatever comes next. Make your financial plan at regents.com slash brave the beginning. Regents Bank, member FDIC. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. Gwinnett Business Radio is presented by Regents Bank. Brave the beginning, member FDIC. And hello again, everybody, and welcome to... Why are you ringing the bell, Stephen? We haven't even started the show. My mic was turned down, so it didn't really register, but you, we started on time. I was so proud of you for starting on time. All right. Can we just start the whole thing at three, two, one? Welcome to Gwinnett Business Radio, live from the... Can you tell it's live? Yes. Yeah, from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio in the beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's Mike Salmon and Stephen Julian with the bell. And we have two wonderful guests in the studio today. We do. I'm very excited to talk to our two guests. Uh, Terry Knox is here. He is the HR manager with Uline. And Tamara McLemore is here with a company called... Tamara McLemore Enterprises. I'm always fascinated that these people find businesses with their name on them that they can purchase and, and take over. That's just fascinating. I, I can't wait the, to hear that story. I wonder who the original Tam, Tamara yeah. is. You know? Well, we don't care about that one because we have the Tamara McLemore of Tamara McLemore Enterprises. All right, enough of the shenanigans. Exactly. Let's get right to it. Uh, Terry Knox, Uline is the company. Terry, welcome to our program. Thank you for having us. We've locked the door. You can't get out, so you're stuck with us for the next 30 minutes. All right, I'll make do. <laughs> I think a lot of folks, especially in the business world, are familiar with Uline. But for those that are not, tell us what Uline is all about. You know, we're a family-owned business. We're a large family-owned business. And we are the premier shipping, packing, and industrial supplier in the United States. And we have uh, facilities in Mexico and Canada as well. You were kind of the Amazon before Amazon. You could probably say that. They're, they're, they're a did. good customer. <laughs> they're a customer of yours? Yeah, absolutely. That's great. But you line, you work with a lot of businesses. Absolutely. When, when, and, and I think of business products. What are the types of things that you're out there shipping and moving around? You know, we sell everything from boxes, which is primarily what we're known for, all the way to PPE. We supply all the things that are um, happening with the pandemic. So we've helped a lot of people and a lot of businesses stay afloat during this time so uh, we're really proud of that and we've got a great army of people that that make that happen for us yeah terry i i, I know you wouldn't uh disparage mike on the air but that's part of my uh, perks and benefits he mentioned you're you're like amazon but you actually it's it's the materials that are used in packing and shipping more than anything that that you guys are are most known for yeah absolutely boxes yeah. peanuts if you those styrofoam peanuts um all the stuff craft paper yeah all the stuff we kind of take for granted and probably you could you could take your whole 10 minutes of this interview and just list all the different things but we might lose some listeners so just it's like if you can dream it or think about it if it has anything to do with with packaging you guys handle it but then you also talked about the ppe so are there some other lines that aren't necessarily packaging and, and shipping that you you know other than the ppe that that you'd like to highlight or, or point out yeah absolutely um, material handling so we have um, pallet jacks for instance you can call us order a pallet jack by 6 p.m. and you'll have it next day wow wow man well you're the HR manager so I know you specifically we want to talk about uh, some HR things yeah, absolutely. <laughs> with your company first of all how long have you been with Uline I've been there about two and a half years now 
Okay. And what makes Uline different from other warehousing places? You know, it's it's really hard to explain. You have to be on site to see it. It's it's just such a fantastic place. I like to call it the Ritz-Carlton of warehouses. We have an army of custodians and individuals that keep our warehouse premier. First and foremost, you walk in, it's lit. You've been in dark and yeah. dingy warehouses. Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely bright. The floors are immaculate. We actually have murals in the uh, facilities of, of landscapes with deer in it and everything else because our owner really likes our employees to have a great place to work. We don't call it a warehouse. It's actually more of a campus. We have walking trails. There's even bronze statues of wildlife out on the walking trail. So it's a really unique place to work. And uh, right now, in particular, Uline is is really kind of on a hiring spree. Talk about that and what, what necessitated uh you guys looking for new hires yeah absolutely it's all about growth for us as we just talked about we're supplying those businesses that are getting um, things to people if you will so we get them their products and they get um, people their products so what it boils down to is explosive growth we've got a hundred people we need to hire in our warehouse we have an additional 20 to 30 we need to hire in our customer service section to make sure our customers are taken care of because they're the most important thing to us. So as uh, someone who works in the HR, um, how hard is it? What's the process? There, there might be people listening who are like, whoa, whoa, okay, I'm looking for something. I'm looking for a new new challenge or I'm looking for a challenge. What, what, what would you say to them as far as getting hired by Uline? How hard is it? What do they need to do? You know what? First of all, go to Uline.com. Put your resume um, on for Brazelton, Georgia, since we're specifically talking about that, we'll review it. You know, really what we're looking for, you know, people always say experience, experience, experience. No, we're looking for great people. You can have a variety of different experience. A server, for instance, they're on their feet all day. They're working real hard. They're pulling doubles. That's what they do. We need someone that's going to put that energy into their job. So experience doesn't always matter, but it's nice to have. So individuals that have forklift experience and that equipment experience, but more importantly, they have they must have a can-do attitude and really want to work hard and believe in our values of um, speed, passion, and operational excellence. Those are the people we're looking for. What brought you to the company? You know what? Um, I was sourced. So I was working for what our owner would call a competitor, and I had a recruiter call me. We started talking. I went through the process, and uh, they, they made it too good, and I'm here. And we said we learned before the show you're actually from the uh, state of Hawaii. I am, which is really cool. And so I'm thinking, why would you ever leave? But your you, your dad, I guess, can you use the word military brat? Is that a that is a term? It's still it's socially okay, acceptable. Yes, yes. You never know these days. <laughs> yeah, hasn't been canceled yet. You never know these days. So, but uh, wh- you actually were with a competitor before you came to Uline. Yes. So talk about your journey and where you, how you got to where you are today. So, well, I'll start off real quick at the beginning. I've been in HR for over 20 years, so I've worked for large companies such as Lowe's and different things. But uh, with this competitor, um, a lot of the same experiences, looking for the same type of people, um, talent development, hiring, just making sure you have all those skills necessary. So I went through the, the interviewing process. That process does consist of a lot of assessments. We really pride ourselves in, in getting that right candidate. It doesn't matter what job it is. So we do assessments for every position. Some of them are position specific. We have standardized testing for um, everyone, in fact, and everyone needs to go through that process. We make sure that, that we everyone gets a great experience with us. And then if you make it through the process, you get hired, and then you get a lot of great benefits. That's, that's one thing that we really have. We have profit sharing, bonuses, and everyone gets to partake. It doesn't matter what position you're in. So if you're a warehouse worker, you get those benefits too. 
Fantastic. We're speaking with Terry Knox. He's an HR manager with Uline. Um, Terry, uh, you started the interview by by mentioning that Uline is a family-owned business. What are some of the distinct advantages and differences that Uline can can broadcast on an interview like this because they're family-owned compared to other businesses who do what you do? You know, I'm going to give you my perspective on yeah. it. So um, businesses that are tied to Wall Street, well, they react to Wall Street. Well, businesses that are tied to a family, guess what? They're going to do the best, uh, what's in the best interest, not only their customers, but their employees. So investing back in the business. We just opened our Reno facility, so we're still growing. We've got a Florida facility coming online. So all of those different things. Um, the U-lines are absolutely fantastic to us. They spare no expense. So um, even, even in the toughest times, they're always putting back into their employees. And heck, I like Christmas gifts, and they give all of us Christmas gifts. <laughs> You actually surprised me when you said it was a family-owned business because I see the big warehouses all over town, and I'm thinking it's a big, uh, stuffy corporate business. But how big is this? How big is it's a family business, which we love. But how big are you right now? What is the scope of the business? Where are you located? So we we've got um, facilities all over the United States, as I said earlier, Canada and Mexico. Do you ship all over the world? Um, we do not. We are North America specifically. Okay. okay. But to give you a general idea, without going too deep, if we were a publicly traded company, we would be in the Fortune 500. That's where you whistle, like. I can't do it. So. But our owners are, are still involved. They're, they're highly involved in all of in everything we do. What's, uh, what's around the corner for you, Line? What are some of the growth? Uh, and, and again, this probably needs to be from your perspective, and you're kind of in HR, but here you are in HR, but speaking very comfortably and, and confidently about different things of the company. What's next? What, what, where are some of the growth opportunities that, that Uline is looking at right now? You know what? It's really about expanding the business. Our customers are coming to us because they can't get it from everyone else. There's manufacturing um, deficits right now. Lumber's going up. Um, steel's going up. But we have great relationships with our manufacturer. We have it. So we need people to make sure that our customers are taken care of. So we do have management positions, warehouse positions, customer service positions. But primarily right now, we're looking to expand that base, which is primarily our warehouse positions. And we do pay well. We're, we're, we, we pay extremely well in, in the market. So that's really an attractive thing for individuals. But more importantly, it's about being part of that family atmosphere. When you have a family-owned business, you can pay well because you're, again, not as beholden to sometimes to shareholders or other things that might come ahead of workers. In yeah, dividends, dividends take a lot out of the business mm -hmm. where you know what in a family-owned business you can put that back into your people dividends going back to the workers is a absolutely good thing. Yeah. you mentioned the warehouse and that's what you're looking for a lot of help in the warehouse you mentioned uh forklift operators and things like that how automated is your warehouse i mean i mean how physically fit uh, do you need to be to work at uline yeah you, you do need to be physically fit you see all these warehouses amazon's a great example they have conveyors all through the warehouses well we don't um we have some conveyor systems um, to get it on the trucks but bottom line, uh, we, uh, we put people to work and make sure that we have a lot of people in our warehouses. So we do pick and pack all of our own stuff. It just doesn't go on a line, automate, boom, in the truck. We have people literally touching each of our products and going into those trucks. Terry, I'd like to ask you, as, a, as an HR manager, you kind of talked about the process of someone getting hired. 
Um, since you're not interviewing us for a job, I'm going to let you get out from behind the HR desk for just a second and give some advice to someone who is going to go through the process. What advice would you give them uh, if they get an interview? What, what, what advice would you give them? You know, I love that question. I wish more people would ask that question because you never get a second chance to make a first impression. I can ask it again if you want. That would be <laughs> two times you got asked the same question. You know, I'm game. Go ahead. <laughs> nah, we oh, he called it. you on the carpet and I you know, wouldn't I, I take it. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. So uh, what advice would you give to somebody that wants to go through the uh, interview? You know, I'm so glad you asked that again. Um, Steven, you want to ask it again? <laughs> no, let's actually let him answer it now. Yeah, and again, you, you never get that second chance to make that first impression. What's interesting is, is I'm gonna, again, from my perspective, I think the industry has really dictated how people come to interview. So in a lot of warehouses that you go to, and again, I have that experience prior, people come in shorts and T-shirts and tennis shoes and hats on, and that's really not the impression you want to make. We are a professional organization. So... Not that everyone can see me right now, but I'm wearing a tie. This is my. This is what I wear every day in the office. Now, our warehouse workers, they do have a uniform. We provide that for them, so they don't have to spend any money on that. But bottom line is they, they need to speak well, um, ask good questions, give their experience, but make that first impression count. Want that job. Tell that manager that you're speaking with or, or the HR person that, you know what, this is what, what I want, and this is what I'll do for you. And again, we'll, we'll reciprocate in kind. They always say, don't dress for the job that you're doing, dress for the job that you want. Absolutely. Ooh, yeah. I'll give you a quick story. The year was 1987. I was in high school going for my first interview at, a, at kind of a real job. I'd worked at my school, and my mom, after the interview, said, Stephen, after every interview you have, always send a thank you card. Yeah. Get an, inter get an address and send a thank you card. And that advice has got – I've gotten more mileage out of that, that advice in my professional career than probably anything else. I remember specifically when I got out of college, I interviewed at various jobs, and one job, the guy called me back – said i'm not giving you the job but i want you to know you were the only one that sent a thank you card oh. and if you keep doing that you will get a lot of mileage out of that he goes i know i'm not calling anybody else that i'm not hiring but i'm calling you and telling you thank you for the interview great job you know all that so yeah and and, and she also said wear a tie wear a tie wear yeah, a tie absolutely so those are two pieces of advice what, what are the hours are the weekend hours night hours i know you know you are are you around the clock so we, we are, we're not a seven day facility, but we do operate seven days a week. We have two primary shifts. We have a day shift, which is 1030 to seven. Then we have an overnight shift, which is 930 to five in the morning, approximately. And we've compared Uline to Amazon. Do you, do you consider them competition or just other folks to, kind of that have their own space? You know what? I think that's probably better for one of our sales team to answer, but they do a lot of business with us and we appreciate the business they do with us. That is a great answer. There well you go. done. Terry, uh, before we leave, uh, for those that would like to, to check into an interview process or find out more about Uline, what should they do? Where should they go? You know, go to Uline.com. Look for the openings in Braselton, Georgia. Put in your resume. Make sure that resume looks good. And if it looks good, we'll give you a call for an interview. Great. Terry Knox, HR manager with Uline, joining us here on Gwinnett Business Radio. Great to meet you, Terry. Thanks for coming by. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. You know, Mike, I, I love doing this show with you all the time. I appreciate all the opportunity you give me. And, you know, one of the things, and Terry's a great example of this, Uline's a great example. I love talking to companies that we kind of take for granted, or we, we might see the giant, I see the giant warehouse in Suwannee and go, I wonder what they do. And, you know, they, they are so integral to so many other things that happen in our life, right? And, and family-owned businesses, Three words that I would not have thought for Uline. And, but I'm glad they get to say it. And I want to go inside just see the murals on the wall now. Yeah. I want to see the deer. Well, you're not allowed. So it's a secure warehouse. You, we'll have to get a pass and get a tour. Maybe, maybe I, I know do. somebody. 
There you go. Absolutely. Well, just want to remind our listeners before we get to our next interview that love is what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Enjoy big savings and a hassle-free experience at Subaru of Gwinnett, where people sell cars. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com and join their family today or come in and see the difference. If you're already a Subaruist, then make sure and check out all their social media pages for the latest news, offers, and community events. All right, Stephen, our next guest is Tamara McLemore with Tamara McLemore Enterprises. And Tamara, I know you're so excited to, to come talk to us today. Pull that microphone all the way edge of the table. Okay, okay. Yeah, we won't have a good interview if we can't hear you. Be kind of kind of one sided. But uh, we we met your husband about a month ago, Juan McLemore, and he had such a good experience that he said, "I got to have Tamara come and talk about her business, Tamara McLemore Enterprises." So what do you do? So I help individuals um, pass the PMP certification the first time, the project management professional certification. So in a nutshell, I help people become certified. What industry is that? I'm not familiar with that at all. So talk to me like a five-year-old, which... I do all the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm glad you asked. So actually, that is for every industry. Traditionally, it's for engineers, IT, tech. However, in the past couple years, it is for every industry, from nonprofit, education, you name it. The industry requires that people have their PMP certification. Now, if people were going to get their PMP and weren't working for you, I, I know you have a national statistic of how, what's the percentage of people passing the first time if they're not working with you. Unfortunately, it's only about 60-ish percent, okay. which is very low. Yeah, that's that. it's a hard exam to pass, Did, did right? you say 60 or 16? 60-ish, about 65. 60-ish. 60-ish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it fluctuates between 62, 66, 60, you know, all those different numbers. Yeah, okay. How'd you get started teaching project management? Accidental. Um, full transparency, I did not pass the first time. And actually, I did not pass the second time. Um, I used to work for Erickson. They sent me to get it. I worked for the federal government. I took a year-long class, did not pass. Then I went to PMI Atlanta, took a 12-week class, did not pass. Mm. So Juan, my husband, he was like, look, either you're going (laughs) to pass this or not because you're making the whole household crazy. So he got me a tutor. And the tutor told me, Tamara, you know the information, and we actually worked on the questions, and I eventually passed. And so what I've done is I put together everything I've learned all together and made my own curriculum. Most of the people that work with you uh, that that seek out and, and are looking for the help, is this something that their employer has asked them to go get or and or? Are you working with people who I see the value of getting that as I'm entering the career or as I'm looking to make a shift in my career? What are the main ways that you get approached? I get approached um, people wanting to pass. If your employer is making you get it, you're not a good candidate because it's a lot of sacrifice, not just a financial sacrifice. It is a time commitment and a family commitment. So I really shy away from those people who say my manager is making me get it. They're not a good candidate. They're they're kind of uh, they don't have the the umption and they don't have the drive and see the value necessarily as someone who's like, I need to get this. So then let me pivot that question a little bit and, and and ask the so these people who are coming and, and looking for the help what's the value uh, of the certification what what because because if mike and i again are coming at this at like five-year-olds I, I i've heard of it but i've done no research on it whatsoever 
So what is the value of this certification for someone who might even be thinking about getting it? And then once they think about getting it, they need to work with you. Besides the 20 percent salary bump, besides um, job. Besides. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. End of question. No, I'm sorry. OK, add to it. The laundry list is so long, the benefits, really. And it's not always about money. It's the job, the job benefits. And actually knowing what you're doing within that industry. So it's not about um, just managing the budget and the schedule, but it's really going in that company, taking ownership and actually managing a project from beginning to end, whether that's technology or human resources. Now, you're, you said, Tamara, that you failed it a couple times a test, which, which is, I guess, is a good thing or else you wouldn't be doing what you're doing today. Absolutely. You said, oh, this is easy. There's no reason to have someone like me. You then said you used some other companies to help you pass it and you still had trouble. So what is it that makes you different from those other companies out there that are trying to provide that service to help their people pass? So I am not just a regular instructor. I actually have 20 years of experience. So I'm, I'm going to date myself a little bit. I've been doing project management before Y2K. So I've been in the industry for a long time. Hang on. For those <laughs> listeners who don't know Y2K, you need to go Google that and notice that that was right around the year two, uh, 2000. So, so I've been in this industry a long time in IT, telecom, software application, infrastructure, federal government, Fortune 500 companies. So what separates me is I know everyone in that class, I have a real life example for them. So I help them switch their brain from what they're doing every day um, throughout their career to real life examples. So I make it come to light. Who are you trying to reach? Who is your ideal client? My ideal client are individuals, of course, corporations. I go in corporations and help train their workforce. And, and recently, um, colleges and universities have been approaching me because before, project management was not a major. And now it's a major, and they're requiring um, individuals to pass the PMP before they even graduate. So just about everybody is my ideal client who wants to pass. I'm going to continue to ask the five-year-old questions as I learn more about project management. But uh, what are the t what are some of the companies out there that require this or, or would like to see this in their individuals? Every company, Delta Airline, Coca-Cola, um, the federal government, even if you are a contractor or subcontractor on a contract, they're going to require you have that PMP certification. Nowadays, education um, companies, K through 12, because you have to manage a budget. A tight budget, nonprofit, every industry requires a PMP now. So when you when you were telling your experience, you talked about taking a class for a year, then you talked about a 12-week course. When people are working with you, how long of a process from I'm starting to work with Tamara to I'm ready to take the test? What's, what's the standard length of time? Believe it or not, 45 days, no longer than 60 days. Come on, stop it. <laughs> I have mastered this. Some people go a little longer, but I tease them. I say, well, you don't have to pay to be my friend, you know? <laughs> you, it really does not take all day. So I tell people, when you get in my program, we manage this just like you would your project at your nine to five. I make everyone. So you're running it like a project Absolutely. that they're managing. I like that. Absolutely. I like that. Now that 45, 60 days, what's the average time commitment kind of per day or, per, you know, or you're asking for a couple hours a day. You're asking for, uh, hey, I, you need to focus on this. You need to focus. I'm okay. talking two to four hours a day. Okay. Weekend, I'm going to need your Friday and Saturday and Sunday. Okay. I'm going to need all eight hours, 10 hours. Man, this, this sounds like having to pass the bar exam. 
It's a serious exam, right? Absolutely. When when people take that uh, PMP exam, how long is the exam actually, you know, is it a one day thing, half a day? It is one day. It's four hours. Okay. It is four hours and 200 questions. Okay. And, and I'm assuming you take it at a testing center, right? Absolutely. But now since the pandemic, you can take it at home. Okay. You can. But it has to be proctored. I'm sorry. I'm getting into the minutia and the details. But, but those are good questions because <laughs> yeah. people shy away. When was the last time you set for our exam? I have an MBA and I have never set for a four-hour exam besides the PMP. I, I did to get my license, but that's a different show for another, uh, you know, for my Series 7. But anyway, past performance is no guarantee of future results. You mentioned about a 45-day window, you know, as far as how you engage with your clients. Uh, do they see you every day? Is a lot of it done online? How do you do that process? It is online. It is a Zoom and it is live. I see everyone on camera. Um, and what separates me from other companies after the boot camp, you still have contact with me, not anyone else. I'm texting, I'm emailing you, I'm treating you like a bill collector. I'm like, what is going on? Well, you're like? holding them accountable. <laughs> Absolutely. You pay me, we're going to get this done. Because <laughs> you don't want them to have to pay you again, right? I, you, I mean, you've, you did it twice. And again, that comes from your own experience. So you may not know this. So I may have actually found a question that you may not be able to answer. So I'm challenging you. Okay. Let's see. So you gave at the beginning. I'm that, going with you, Tamara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm betting. I'm putting my money on you that <laughs> right, you'll get we this. Go. All right. We, we won't ask Terry who he's going to bet on. All right. Okay. Uh, but I think it'll be Tamara. Okay. So you said one of the stats is in the 60-ish range percentage of people who pass the first time. Of those who don't pass, how many of them What's the percentage of, of doing what you did, which was I'm going to try and take it again? Is, is that a high percentage because once they get their mindset or is this something that people kind of drop off after they stop doing? It? A lot of people drop off. Okay. They do. Um, but the people who succeed, they will tell you if they're honest, they have taken it several times. They have. Really? Absolutely. Okay. So, which is, that's, that is interesting. They say, so that number 60, okay. Sorry, I'm doing the math in my head and I'm, people don't want to hear me do that. That, that would just be boring and we'll lose listeners. How, how long have you been uh, been doing this kind of, I'm going to call it a master class because I, I think it's a fantastic master class. And before you answer that also, you talked about when people go after 60 days, you're going, hey, you're, I, you don't need to pay me to be your friend. Is it an is it an ongoing price per month or is it a flat fee to, to go through the course? It's just a flat fee. Okay. Um, and I make sure that everybody passes. Some people, like I said, life happens. And you, you're still in my boot camp until you pass. I've had people, you know, um, have kids, get a new job, and a couple months later they come back and I make sure that they pass. Okay. Absolutely. I like so So once they pay and once they're in, dead gummer, I'm going to get you to the finish line. I, yes, absolutely. And one other thing would stops a lot of people from even getting their certification, what I found out, the application. Really? The application stops a lot of people, and that's one thing that I have included in my boot camp. I sit down and help you with the application. And it also helps me make sure that I use real-life examples in the boot camp because now I've helped you with your application. And uh, do you have stats of uh, people passing the first time when they go through your boot camp? It's about 98 99%. It is. Whoa, that's that's, that's <laughs> a lot higher than sixty-ish. 60-ish. It that's a hundred-ish, right? I mean, that's like about as close as you can get to a hundred. Absolutely. Well, I, I could tell just working with with Tamra. It's like she seems pretty stern. We all have that teacher that is tough, but when as even when we're going through it, and especially afterward, we're so thankful because they challenged and us pushed, and pushed they us. They pushed us. They were fair with us. 
They they helped us. They gave us a lot of life lesson. Goodness gracious, Tamara. So that I, I kind of think that's probably you. Yeah, some some people say I'm a little scary. They say after my the first day, <laughs> they literally got under the covers for the rest of the day. It's not a bad thing. Listen, it, it, project management is a no-nonsense thing. The certification is no-nonsense. You need a no-nonsense teacher. I mean, you look at the most successful, say, just football coaches. They're not the nicest guys. Bill Belichick. Well, now, hang Nick, on. We're not no, saying Tamara's not nice. Tamara is not <laughs> but, nice. But they're intimidating She's herself. sitting here smiling the whole yeah, time. Right, She's right. dropping but this truth the, bomb the, on us. Nick Saban and Bill Belichick, they care about their players yes. and everything. Right. You listen. When they talk, you listen. I liked my example of the teacher better than the coach, but. We won't ask that. We won't ask Tamara. Tamara McLemore Enterprises. Tamara, for those that would like to find out more about your offerings, where's all that information? You can find me online at projectbusinessacademy.com. I am super active on LinkedIn. Um, ton of recommendations, videos. So many people come to me after they look at my videos and recommendations, and they're like, Tamara, you were speaking to me. So please check me out. If you have any questions, contact me. Great job. I'm guessing none of her competitors can boast 98, 99% pass rate on the first try. Correct. And full transparency, um, I've had, like I said, two or three people who didn't. But I say that they snuck and took the exam. They didn't do everything I told them. They came Uh, back. I worked with them for two or three weeks, and they wouldn't pass. So so literally everyone who's gone through the program completely has passed. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. Great job today. I wish you'd brought Juan because we loved Juan. He's such a great guy. And you said, nope, not bringing him because he's going to make me all nervous. That's right. She doesn't need to be nervous. I don't think Juan, I don't think anybody makes you nervous. You've got that aura of confidence in you. I don't think, I think you were fibbing a little bit. You know what she did? She just needed to do instruction, which is her passion and her gift. And so she was instructing a couple of five-year-olds about project management certification, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. She feels right at home. Tamara, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Tamara McLemore with Tamara McLemore Enterprises. Also, our thanks to Terry Knox with Uline for joining us here on the show. Mike, before we get out of here, I want to remind our listeners that we all know that keeping our company's financial future on track means having the right resources to support your growth. Regions Commercial Banking offers you lending capabilities and strategic solutions tailored to your needs, and you'll work with a team of experienced bankers here in Gwinnett. Discover steps to take that you can take that can help move you closer to your business goals. Member FDIC. I Uh, didn't even finish. Okay, go. Sorry. Shall I start over, Amanda? Oh, Amanda said start over. No. Regions is here to help. To learn more, visit regions.com forward slash. See, this is the important part. Regions.com forward slash commercial dash banking. Member FDIC. Regions Bank, member FDIC. Ha, Mike's Mike's Mike has been turned down, so I could say member FDIC. So maybe I should just go ahead and close out the show. And you know what? I'm we're not going to promote our social media just because that'll make Amanda mad. I'm so you get can even. stay connected with us on social no, media. No, no, at you can't. Radio no, X, we're not at or Gwinnett Radio Facebook, X. Twitter, nope, LinkedIn, don't go there. Instagram. Don't do it. Check out all our social media. You know why? Don't just because Mike's throwing a fit. You want to check out this interview, all the other interviews, I'm all the here. other businesses that we support. We love doing that here at Gwinnett Radio X. So. For Amanda, the greatest producer we've ever had, and for Mike, uh, a great co-host, a great host, a guy who uh, I, I just patterned my life greatest after. And ever. thanks to our guests, this is Steven saying we'll catch you Member next FDIC. time at Business at Gwinnett Business Radio. Member FDIC. Member FDIC.